Hello, motherfunkers. Muddy funsters. I've spent the afternoon in Asda. Ew. No, I knew you'd say that. You're horrible. Everything Actually, tastes the same in Asda. I know because my brother invited me around for Christmas once. He did all the Christmas shopping in Asda. I judged. And then I tasted everything. The carrots tasted the same as the hummus, tasted the same as the pigs in blanket. Everything tastes the same. Okay, just can I interject and tell you that I didn't necessarily buy any food. I went there to buy toys and Easter eggs and gifts and arts and crafts and stuff. There's a huge one in Clapham Junction and I went to the huge boots just adjacent and I thought I'll pop in. Next thing you know, an hour and a half had passed. I was 80 quid lighter. So yeah, it's quite a good one actually, Asda, for kids' gifts, toys and stuff. Toys are us. I actually went yeah, to the... Yeah, um, carrots aside. I went to the uh, massive Sainsbury's in Dog Kennel Hill, which I don't ever really go to, haven't been for ages. And it's the same... Don't bit. tell me you bought some food from there. Oh, yeah, I did. Just like bits and bobs. Stop it. No, no, Easter yeah, eggs, like Shirley. Snacks. I bought yeah, Easter exactly. eggs. Actually, I got one because I've been searching for your willing, non-willing, because he only eats white chocolate, which I find absolutely I know, vile. such a child. In the, such a child. You know there's no actual chocolate in white chocolate. Anyway, it's just sugar. He doesn't care. And additives. He doesn't care. Um, but anyway, it, I thought it would be easy. I was going to get him a milky, milky way, you know, because he looks yeah. like the milky bar kid. But... Can't find that for love nor money, but I did get my hands on the last white egg in Sainsbury's. So there you go. Who eats white chocolate? Your hubby does. Your hubby does. My hubby. Um, so there we are. That was my afternoon. How was your afternoon? Why are you looking so tired? Well, I What's just said I was in Sainsbury's too. Anyway, in a big superstar. I feel so rough. I actually just took a COVID test. Be pleased to see it's negative. I just said to my winning partner, How are you I feel getting through a week? so rough. I know. It's, listen, it's just... You know what it is? I think it's the transition of the seasons is probably enough to just knock everyone. Knock me sideways. Suffer- I'm suffering from um, malaise. Sure. Ennui. Yep, yep. Extreme That's fatigue. Yeah. I've got a scratchy throat. Oh, dear. Banging headache. And an itchy bum. And I've got an itchy bum. There we are. Same old same. Same old same. Um, what news have you got for me, Shirley? What news have I got Political. for you? Oh, should I tell you something? Lyrical. Um, yeah. I got, I went to pick up my son from nursery the other day and she tried to take me to a, to one side, except there was a whole line of parents. When you say she, do you the mean? The nursery head. She, she, sure. it's a she, she, she identifies as, as a she. She's, she, her. Oh gosh, okay. Um, oh, gosh. Not very Peckham, but sure. I know, I know, so boring. And uh, she said, and she tried to say in sotto voce, you know, she said, so, uh, yeah, your, your son um, exposed himself today in the, in the playhouse and he, he, just, um, he just whipped down his trousers and his pants and then he weed everywhere in the playground. And I thought, yeah, and? and she was, that's my son. That's my boy. And he was in my arms and I said, no, you didn't. You didn't, did you, darling? And he goes, I did. And I said, well, you mustn't. You mustn't wean the playground. And he goes, I wanted to. And I said, and obviously she knows that I, I don't discipline him at all when it comes to weaning because he wears, wears wherever he wants. But um, we're now going to have to say, because he can wean the garden, he wees, he wees wherever he wants and he loves pulling down his trousers now and just getting his wand out. And of course, all the kids are so amused. So he loves having an audience. They all look, all the other two-year-olds look, look It's look impressive. Him. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but now we're, we're having to say no more weeing in the garden. We can only wee in the loo or, you know, hidden behind a tree. And he's not enjoying that at all. He's in a well, it's quite boring. Can't you say outside of nursery hours, you can wee where you want while we, all you please. It's very hard to sort of explain that outside of nursery hours yeah. to a two and a half year old. I think I need to start sort of, um, you know, teaching him a bit of modesty perhaps is the way forward. 
I went to a friend's house today to collect three books on potty training. Why We Need a Potty, Prince George and the Royal Potty, and Diapers Are Not Forever. And she said that it took her one about nine months. So I look forward to that. I look forward to my long and lonely nine months. But you know what? I've got to get started, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got to get started. But seriously, there's nothing. He, he, he Last night, he insisted he didn't want to wear a nappy to bed, insisted, fought and kicked and everything, and drank half a pint, well, more like a pint of milk, and then went to bed without a nappy on. And, uh, yeah, what do you think happened? Yeah, of course. Of course. And several times, and I was just going in and out through the night. Sometimes I actually caught him midween. He was just weeing over my hand. The bed was saturated. The sheets were saturated. There was only so many times you can change it when he's there. I'm rolling him off. He's still so soaked in the morning. Absolutely stank of urine from top to toe. And he was delighted. He says, I want to do it again tonight. I had to strip his pyjamas so he was completely naked, soiled, wet, cold. No complaints. He is such a Viking. Do you want to talk about the royals or shall I kick it off? I don't know what I'm thinking now because someone is lying. Do we not think? About what in particular? Well, it's either the Archbishop of Canterbury, who I always thought was a good bloke. Either he's lying or Meghan and Harry are lying about this um, alleged um, pre prenuptial wedding that took place, the official wedding that took place before the Saturday wedding. I think the wedding did happen. I just think the contracts weren't drawn up and signed and therefore they weren't legally married. But I think the the old shebang was there. Do you think she... You know, I've got a so friend... Do you think she was under the illusion it was uh, legitimate? Because it's very different. You either, sign, yeah, a pa- you either think... sign paperwork or you don't. I don't know. I think she probably got it wrong. I'm a massive fan of hers. But I think she probably no, got it wrong. I, I am I too, I but I don't think want the Archbishop to be, is going to get it wrong. I don't want to be jaded and just think, hey, some, someone's, you know, and it could be the Archbishop. I'm not saying he's a, he's an honest man. <laughs> Only head of Well, the I heard it on the news that, you know, officially that they were, they were wrong. The, um, you know, Harry and Meghan. Schmeggan. Schmeggs. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is a prime opportunity, though, for me to tell all of our listeners um, that Meghan and I have a lot of similarities. Now, for those you of you who joined too? us... I'm a lawyer. I'm a liar too. Not um, a lawyer. For those of you who Definitely joined us, I'm not a lawyer. Although I'm thinking about going into law and maybe hedge fund, but we'll discuss that in another podcast. Um, for those of you who joined us on the Motherfunk Live last weekend, last week rather, thank what you so a much. Eventful, yes, it was. What? A, well, I wouldn't say it was, it was entertaining. I mean, gosh, we'll talk about that another time. But um, so you will know this news. But the news is basically the fact that Megan and I have a lot of similarities. The first similarity is that we're both born in the same year, but who cares? We're both 40 this year, but whatever. Second of all, we're both mixed race. And I don't want to be fickle, but I will tell you that my mother is from Dutch Guyana and her father was from China. So um, I'm mixed race. My father is British, white. But the last similarity, which I think is the most interesting similarity, is that Megan, Markle and I, not to be confused with Angela Michel, Meghan Markle and I are both expecting babies this summer. Yeah. Surely. You heard it. Surely. Yeah. I should, fe- you know, I, I, should, know. I should sound excited, but I do know this. And you it's, do know it's this. Very and you're exciting. Quite bored. I, yeah. Uh, I'm five and a half months pregnant, guys. I'm expanding. She's by massive. You've got another similarity about... about you and Meghan, by the way. Which is? Well, you both are married um, above your social station. Oh my gosh, we both Sorry. married above our social station. Yeah. No, that's that's all, that's very, very true, Shirley. Well Sorry done. Sorry to well remind. Done for that. Sorry to remind. Um, but no, it's yeah, very, absolutely. very exciting. Now, you must tell our listeners the flavour. I'm having a boy. 
Megan is having a girl. I'm having a boy. How do you feel about so, that? So, um, well, recently I went for the ultrasound and they said, would you like to know? And I said, yes. And they said, when it reveals its gender, we'll let you know. And about literally an hour and a half in, I saw a massive wand. Huge it was. And my initial thought was, can I go again? That's awful, isn't it? But that is genuine. I think it's important for me to be honest about this. But that's how I felt when I saw the willy on the screen. Well, because you wanted a girl. I wanted a girl and I'd almost convinced myself at the beginning it was a girl. But then the last three weeks I said to my husband, listen, listen, son, don't worry about that. It's going to be a boy. I just felt it. I feel the same as before in terms of my pregnancy. Although I noticed a difference in terms of your complaints. I, I feel as though you were more queasy this time around. And they often associate yeah. that with um, girls, even though it's... Yeah, but I was only shit, queasy but... for about... I was only queasy for a bit. The thing is, there are disadvantages and advantages. The advantage is having a boy, and I've, I've had a, a couple of weeks to decompress, haven't I? Boys are very loving, which is great. I think they are. I think they're very affectionate, very loving. I can wear... I can put my one in... I can put this new one in the same clothes, which is great. Um, and I'm also very interested to see the difference in the same sex. You know, you have you don't have two brothers the same, do you? So that is the... They are indeed the pros. The cons are the fact that um, who's going to look after me later in life? That's quite a big one. The second one is I'm going to be outnumbered in the house, which upsets me. I think that's a big house. one. I think that's a big one. I think, big one. I think your big son, one. I think your current son will look after you later. Probably. Yeah. And then the third one, which doesn't come until much later down the line, but teenage boys, the house is just going to be filled with silence and semen. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, faith so. I mean, Shirley, let's be honest now. If you went again, what would you like? Okay, now I, well, a girl, a girl, but I'm sort of, um, I would be very open to a boy for, for, for the same reasons you've mentioned. And we wouldn't be outnumbered. Okay. I wouldn't want to be outnumbered, to be honest with you. And actually, okay, so want... you're happy, you would be happy if you went, if you had another one and it was a boy. Yeah, I mean, I've got years. I've got years left. I don't need to uh, worry about making a decision, Charles. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah, I don't want anyone to be outnumbered, any gender to be outnumbered. And, and actually, two boys and two girls is quite nice. Otherwise, my son would have three girls, and that's really unfair. That's true. It's a lot of fanny on the house. could be lovely. It could be like It depends which way you look at it's it. It's a lot of uptight fanny in that house. I'm actually quite concerned about um, the season tickets in your house and the sort of football viewing that's going to go on. I really hope your, 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 your presence... Do you know what, isn't... Shirley? Do you know what? That actually is genuinely something that... Will, I think will will really bring me down. If I, you know what I don't like, and you know this, I don't like on a Saturday afternoon when sports, 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 sports is just on in the background. You know that sort of that drones me too. Yeah, we both have the same thing. And actually, I don't think there's much you can do about it if you do have a lot of blokes in the house who like sport. That is that is going to be a downside. We need to divert their interests. This is the only way. And hopefully one of them will be gay. And that's all we can hope for. It's the best we can hope for. So, guys, that's our news. Um, it's very and, exciting. Um, can it just tell me, do you feel sort of more knackered this time round? You know, because now that you're, you're nearing a significant birthday. Oh, Shirley, I feel so tired. I wake up every morning feeling like I'm hungover. It's the most sober I've been in years. And bearing in mind, I didn't really lay off the booze in my first. I mean, I had a couple of drinks at the, at the in the middle and then at the end. I didn't at the beginning. But I haven't touched a lick of alcohol since Christmas Day. I, did, I just had a soup song of champagne. But I'm just saying, I feel hungover every morning and it feels so unjust. You, it, I'm also being woken up at five in the morning by kicking and then I need a wee. 
And do you think that's associated with age or do you think it's because the body has been through it before and it's just knackered naturally and it doesn't really matter what age you are? I think it's age, actually. I think it is age. I think, actually, my body is much better at dealing with pregnancy. I, I just, I, I, you know, my body feels, I feel all right. You know, it's it just, it's just, I feel very, very tired. Yeah, I'm knackered. I'm knackered and I have no excuse. And your chores become more and you don't have time to lie down. That's the thing with your first pregnancy. You're like, I'm going to really take this time to go to pre- I know, right? Yoga. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a moment. But it, on the plus side, it flies by. I'm due at the beginning of August. So we're nearly there, guys. Hopefully, hopefully, my unwilling willing will be allowed in the hospital with me. Hopefully, but, um, yeah. Maybe not. I might have to drive myself and it might just have to just be me, myself and I. What? it's a good job it's a good job you're not Meghan Merkel because I was looking up some 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 fact you know because they go what Kate Middleton can't do now that she's a senior yeah. royal I mean Meghan Merkel has got out of that role I think probably well done her now that obviously there's the obvious ones you know you have to dress formally and um you yeah. can never be seen without your coat and you have to wear hats to formal occasions but after six o'clock no no hat tiara at the classic 45 degree tilt and always a tight and always a skirt at knee length. Fine. Yeah, it's the cares? tights I couldn't cope with. But shall I the tell you? It's, I know, right? The tendernia every oh. day. But the, oh. the stuff I found really interesting was that they're not allowed to eat shellfish, foie gras or pasta. Why? At evening meals. Pasta? I know, they don't explain the pasta. The foie gras is something that Charles introduced, you know, because of cruelty to animals. Shellfish is because if they go out, they're, they're, they'll have food poisoning, possibly, potentially, and that's not good for a royal to go off the scene. The pasta was unexplained. And also, in Buckingham Palace, because the Queen doesn't like uh, garlic, nothing is cooked with garlic, and potatoes, rice and pasta also off the menu. I wonder, I always thought they were a two, uh, you know, meat and two veg fam. Anyway, yeah. also, you cannot retire, and I've heard this before, but it, it, it makes me laugh now because I just wouldn't last five minutes in that household, you would. You can't you, retire before anyone else. You can't retire before the Queen. And it's seen as bad manners. <clears throat> now, Diana really struggled with this because she was, an, she was early to bed and early to rise, like my good self, many similarities there. And um, she would just go mad, you know, after dinner when everyone was just in the drawing room talking shite for two hours, three hours. And she'd always make an excuse and say, oh, I must go and do something, go and get her um, nut down. And it was considered really bad form. And you will be, you will be told when you've spoken enough. So, Shelley, that's where you might struggle. Equally, I... Oh, listen, and, I wouldn't... Oh, yeah, and what she does... Where you point that finger. What the Queen does, because she's always terribly polite. She'd never tell you outright. She just moves her... Her, uh, her valise, her handbag, from the left arm to the right. And that's a sign that you must now stop to talk. And if someone doesn't know the etiquette of the royal household, there are, um, there are her sort of, um, her aides on hand she, to then kindly say, to kindly say, oh, w- would you like to have a, a turn about the gardens now? Which means the Queen has had enough of your try chat. <laughs> so funny. Listen, it's all such a headache. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it's not me. <laughs> Did you see, Shirley, I've got a feeling you didn't, which is a completely redundant conversation, Framing Britney Spears, a documentary? No, but I've heard about it and I'm desperately interested in Britney and um, her plight. I'm su- I'm surprised you didn't see it, considering you are so... Because I'm allowed her. one episode of something a night, and so we're usually into a series, just finished The Flight Attendant, um, bit bobbins at the end, but I love the general journey. Bit bobbins throughout, I'm on episode three or four. Um... All right, okay, fine. But listen, she watched, Brittany actually watched the documentary herself. 
recently, a couple of days ago, and she hasn't stopped crying. Bless her. She found it very up. But it is worth watching. There were lots of holes in it, i.e. you do wonder where the father had been all those years. He wasn't around an awful lot, and now he's back in control. And also the mother, who was very vocal at the beginning, now you don't hear anything from her. There, there are lots and lots of questions I have, but it was very, very interesting. Um, it felt sort of inconclusive, which was odd, but that's fine. But there are only three documentaries that have really pulled on my heartstrings. One, one was Amy. Did you ever see that? No, because I don't. I do, I have never felt strong enough. I know it's, it's an excellent, excellent documentary. It's really good. It's really, really good. And then the other one was the one about Jade Goody. Because the thing is, they, these are the three documentaries, less so with Britney, but Amy and Jade Goody are the ones where actually you feel complicit in being one of those. They make you feel really guilty because you at one time might have made a joke or, you know, seen her on the front page. And, you know, it's a really, it's very interesting the way that these documentary makers, it's a very good documentary. That's how they do it, you know. But Amy, Jade Goody, and then, you know, Britney Spears, you go, gosh. And they do, the thing is, they do stay with you, these documentaries, because these are real people in their lives, and it's harrowing. I can't wait to watch the Tina Turner one. People have texted me about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's on Sky. But um, no, I love I love a good documentary. But those are the three that have really, really stayed with me. And I can imagine Britney watching that. Yeah. Imagine she's right downtown. I just can't, I just don't understand. We don't understand the bottom of it. Why has her father got control of her money? It's very, very odd. Yeah, I mean, it was all to do initially with her mental decline. I mean, you've seen the documentary, but why has he still... But it's what the very difficult thing with something like trying to gain, which is, you know, I tried to do it with, with my brother because he wasn't very well. He was suffering, so I wanted to sort of take control of his finances and his medical situation so that I could at least manage that because he wasn't managing to manage it. And um, I spoke to lawyers and everything, and it was, it was made impossible in the end. They said, once you get control over someone else's liberty it is then very difficult for them to get their liberty back. Yes. So that's exactly what's happened, which is must be a flaw in legislation, in the law. So basically, once he got control, she now is kind of fucked. But I don't know the latest. As I say, you've seen the documentary. But what's madness is that she is paying two lawyers, one who's defending her, one she's also paying her father's lawyer. That's what's mad. and Because you love, don't you? This fine line. Because I've I've got to pay my father's bills, you know? He's my daddy. Shirley, your winner winner. My winner winner is probably that I just stopped, just literally two days ago, stopped wearing long johns and thermals. And I've been in them for months and months and months. And they've been bringing me down. They've been keeping me warm, but they've been bringing me down. So I'm out of them. I feel lighter. I'm actually quite cold. I won't lie. I'm quite cold. But have you been Have you been wearing them underneath the jeans? Yeah, I wear them underneath the jeans, long johns. Do you really? Every single day since... Um, October, maybe September. What are they made out of? These They're very fine. They're very fine. Um, the ones I wear under the jeans. Are they a man-made fibre? They're a sort of uh, polymede and um, cotton mix. Sh- yeah, chiffons. I think they'd give me an itchy fabric. No, no, they won't. I They're desperately I... soft. Are Notes they? No, cashmere. Oh, very, very soft to the touch. And then the the, the where top do you one, get them from? Um, S. Maybe I'll look for the, yeah for next winter, but I'll take the crotch out. Just cut the crotch out. In case you get yeah, I funny. can't do too many layers. Well, I just can't do too, too many well, layers. Well, the panty liner, the like gusset, that. the thermal and the jean. I've ditched the panty liner. In my, in my second trimester, I've managed to ditch the panty liner. I don't think I've ever ditched the panty liner. I have always... I panty liner's not. a girl's best friend. Loud and proud. I have a very discreet <laughs> liner that I have worn... Since the dawn of day. Just since they collect since, all the matter all month long. Since, yeah, absolutely. Since I was out of nappies when I gave birth. 
I've just had a discrete line and I just use it the whole time. I just rip it off, use the knickers for the next five days. No, I'm joking. I am actually joking. That I, that sounded like that was a really genuine the way I delivered that. No, no good for you. Loud and proud. Good for you. Um, so that's your winner winner. That is a winner winner, yeah, Shirley. How about you? But I do fear, well, I do fear we're back into cold, cold winters next I week. I know. Right. I know. I don't worry about it. Snowstorms this Easter. Snowstorms. You're coming that's into our garden. Funny. I hope there's not going to be any funny business you trying to edge your way into the house. Because it's too chilly. Well, if it's bad weather, I will text and say we're still on. Fair enough. I I think that's fair. I think that is fair enough. Um, Winner, winner for me, TV bracket and shelves. I've had new ones installed. I'm really excited about it. So I have TV bracket, fantastic. And I've got shelves and also um, a sort of cupboard. Now, all of this is because, you know, we're just trying to make adjustments to little patches in the house to try and create more room and also to get rid of cables that little hands can't get their hands on. So um, I'm really pleased with it. We've had workmen in the house this week and I've been absolutely thrilled. They were in for three days only. They did a smashing job. Um, They rinsed us of all of our cash and I couldn't be happier. I've had the very workmen in my house. Um, No, your workmen I've had in my house. Um, Oh, I see. Not recently. yeah. They're very good, aren't they? They are very good. Well, very good carpenters. They're Normally good carpenters work in the theatre. Well, yeah, they work in the theatres usually and they're nicely behaved. Yes, well, I look forward to seeing your joinery when I'm next permitted indoors. What's your dead duck? The fact that my son has started crying every time we put him down now. He's scared of the dark and he starts crying. But it's really, really bad, but it only lasts for about 12 minutes and he passes out. He's very, very tired because he doesn't nap anymore and then he just he just gets very distraught. And, but I just don't like it. I just thought, gosh, we're regressing. We're out of this, aren't we? You're two and a half. Come on, come off it. So I have to go and talk him through it. It's just so boring. But you say regressing is actually developing because they're, they're growing older and they're aware of their... No, you're right in that respect, but it just feels for me, I just kind of think, oh, I've been here, I've done that, I've listened to this. If I've listened to this once, I've listened to this a thousand times. Yeah, there we go. But it's fine, I just go up there and bore him with what I'm about to cook. I say, mummy's going to go downstairs now, you know, and then I talk him through my recipes and he sort of, you know, slowly just passes out. What's your dead duck? Dead duck is probably allowing the unmute function on Zoom during our Motherfunk live gig. And just allowing the ex BHS girls to have a free for all. Um, some some comments here, were here. welcome, some wasn't. But yes, learning BHS is the name of the school that we went to, by the way. And gosh, they're a rowdy bunch of trollops. And we it's our own fault. A rowdy we said, bunch of trollops. We said unmute yourselves, dive in, chime in, and they did. It was yeah, it was. It was my fault. I now go wouldn't it be nice for it to be a bit of a debate? Everyone, it's nice. Interactive. For it to and no, essentially, it was... what happens is we lose control. Um, the drunks are in control and the show is shambolic. But um, there we are. That's probably my... It's, and it's so... We took Shelley and I about a week to recover. I don't think we have fully recovered. But the thing is, in a live show, you can really take people down one by one. But we're on Zoom when everyone's just piping up and people are swilling at their um, booths. And knocking it's, it's back the awful. carafe the last few years oh, as lockdown eases. They're really getting in their units. Oh, awful. What an there's awful bunch of nightmares. There's something our school all shares in common. I can't, I don't think there's a word for it. It's not been invented, the word. But you know that people always say, oh, you can spot a Blackheath High girl off a mile. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what year Feral. they're from. Yeah, there's something sort of... Feral and they're really gobby. They're obnoxious. Really confident. Anyway, onwards and up. Onwards and up. Indeed. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy, happy. Okay. Happy, happy. And um, congratulations, Shirley. On the new edition. Thank you, Shirley. Yeah. 
I have to say, when I told everyone that I was at the Duff, nobody cared. The only thing that people asked me was, when is Shirley going to have another one? That's all they cared about. No one gives a crap on your second. I tell you, they either think you're at the Duff already, or they just like, oh, really? Are they, oh, so what's Joanna going to do? Absolutely everyone just asked me what Joanna was going to do. And I said, I don't know, I'll find out. Yeah, Shirley, yeah. Keep them on their toes. Watch this space. Keep them on their toes. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. I'll have to see if I've got um, right, to go for an egg count, see if I've got any left, and I'll let you know how that plays Let out. us know. Keep us posted. <laughs> all right, babes. All right, With babes. that Easter theme. All right, then. Take care. Take care of you. Take care of you. Bye now. Bye. Bye now. You've been listening to Mother Funk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.